0: and welcome back to another episode of football chants and rants with the plants with dad and daughter talking lots and lots of things about football with me lauren and me graham and it's episode 26 and it's starting we've got about one more month left roughly of football and it's all getting very tense at the moment bottom top of the tables specifically premier league championship and then we're going to talk a little bit about league one as well so Premier League there's been lots going on mainly I'm going to focus on this weekend there was some matches midweek but I feel like with the pace that everything's going on at the moment I'm going to focus on the weekend matches so sadly Norwich though departed without really offering much resistance seven defeats on the trot get this as a statistic They're the only side in the top five leagues in Europe not to have won a single point from a losing position this season. Wow. It says a lot about, well, unfortunately, maybe their character. Probably inexperienced, young team, aren't they? And then I th- you told me this actually when you're listening on the radio, Vrancic, one of the players in Norwich, this is his fifth club that he's been relegated with. Really? <laughs> That's a terrible statistic. Awful. Um, so, yeah, they lost, like I said, Norwich nil. West Ham 4, Antonio got all four goals. So, I suppose, sad times for Norwich, but it's quite interesting. So, they won the championship last year. Um, where do you think it all went wrong, really, Dad?
1: I think they should probably have got some to do with Premier League experience. We were just watching the Palace match before and people like Scott Dan and MacArthur. Yeah. MacArthur. Yeah. Just a couple of two or three players in the squad who used to the Premier League. So they've stuck with the team. Some great championship players, but it's just... To should have spent... Yeah, but you didn't have to spend much, just get a couple of free transfers or loans or whatever.
0: Talking of their team, obviously, like I said, they're going down to the Championship. Any players you think in particular will stay in the Premier League from Norwich? Uh,
1: Cantwell seems yeah. to be quite well favoured. Yeah. Uh, there's one or two players, Pookie? isn't there? No. Uh, he's not proved himself, I don't think, in that league necessarily.
0: No, that's true. So, unfortunately, probably. Do you reckon they probably look like they won't change their team? They've got months to do so. A team that could potentially come back up?
1: Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly.
0: Yeah. So a shame for Norwich, but unfortunately, it was kind of inevitable towards the end. A lot of the teams I'm mentioning are towards the bottom end of the table for the Premier League. Massive result for Watford against Newcastle, 2-1. Ice Cool, Troy Deeney scoring two penalties. Uh, Back-to-back, 2-1 wins now for Watford, beating Norwich in the midweek. And the next fixtures are West Ham, City and Arsenal, which are big matches. Um, Made even bigger by the fact that on Sunday, Aston Villa, finally, much needed win against Crystal Palace 2-0. That's only their eighth win of the season. They're still fighting, obviously, to avoid relegation. So Villa on 30 points and Watford or West Ham are both on 34 points. So if they didn't win today, that pretty much would have been it done. But Aston Villa's next fixtures, Everton, Arsenal, West Ham. Drek and they're four points adrift. Could they? I mean, they theoretically can still do it, but will they?
1: Uh, I don't think they will. I think they will. The odds are against them, but um, they seem to show a bit more spirit in the win over Crystal Palace, although Palace were pretty poor.
0: Yeah, I think if you look at how um, Watford and West Ham are playing at the moment, probably going forward, they got maybe a bit too much for Villa, but um, it's going to be very interesting. But at least they got the three points. And then, of course, later on Sunday night, two massive results. Bournemouth then the pressure is on obviously because Aston Villa just won the match before 4-1 against Leicester half time just seems to really shake things up and whatever Eddie Howe said certainly had a huge impact on the players so Bournemouth and Villa swap places Bournemouth from 31 points um with Watford and West Ham 34 Brighton 36 so makes the fight to avoid relegation even tougher and then Tottenham 2, Arsenal 1. The pressure's really been on Mourinho, i say, since the poor performances of Tottenham were put in. So Spurs definitely needed the win. Uh, could you say they deserved it? I'm not 100% sure. I think both teams. It was a, a weird match, really. But Tottenham, like I say, finally get a win. And they're on 54 points. Still four points off Man United, actually, which I didn't quite realise how close they still were. Like I said, they're in eighth and looking for those Europa League slots. Champions League, I think, is gone now for them. And Arsenal, just below Tottenham, on fifty points. But overall, some massive results on Sunday. And then the last match that I want to talk about was Sheffield United three Chelsea nil. Very forceful, entertaining approach from Sheffield United. Great pressing. Everything Sheffield United are good at is as if Chelsea haven't watched them play this whole season. And I think Lampard's the first to admit he probably got his tactics a little bit wrong. Um, Chelsea's still showing lack of experience, maybe. There's a couple of youthful members in the team like Mount, Rhys James. But overall, they're a weird one, aren't they, Chelsea? They've been very up and down.
1: Yeah, Sheffield United are a good team, though. And, you know, if they get their uh, spirits up and they can dominate even those you know, teams like Chelsea that have seen to be sort of more senior teams, but like I said, they're a youngish team. So I think Sheffield United just uh, pushed them over, really.
0: Yeah, the thing is, this time of season, everyone's now that are safe are either looking like safe for Europa League Championship slots and looking towards next season. So Sheffield United are looking very, very good. Like I said, 3 0 win against Chelsea.
1: So my first rant of the day, going back to the uh, Watford match, actually, so I'm going to rant about goalkeepers and penalties. Right, okay. Troy Deeney, I th- I've not researched this properly, but I think whenever he gets a penalty, all he does is just whack it down the middle, just as mm. hard as he can. <laughs> yeah. And he did it with the first one, and I thought he's going to do it with the second one, and he did it with the second one, and the keeper went did some spectacular dive into the corner of the net. So either you're scared of getting hit by the ball, or just yeah. stand there and
0: yeah, but if you stand there and then they slot it to the left, you're going to look a bit silly, aren't you?
1: Well, Troy Deeney, he just bangs <laughs> it down the middle. he, he that's his, That is it. his modus operandus for yeah. taking a penalty. So stop diving just for once, stand in the middle and see if it'll eat you.
0: So you think the goalie for the second one should have just stood there?
1: Yeah. <laughs> definitely he would have saved it if he'd just stood there
0: I was actually reading an article actually talking about goalkeepers and the technique to save penalties and they're saying that traditionally back in the olden days it used to be you either dive to your left or you dive to your right I think it was the English goalkeeper women's actually she was saying that by a lot of players now scoring down the centre of the goal it adds in well three different options for poor goalies yeah, well, so
1: if I was in the Nets against Troy Deeney, I'd know what I'd do. You're I'd just stand smacked there. In the head I might turn my back on it, actually.
0: <laughs> that should be the new technique turn yeah, around. Could be, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, um, my first rant, a bit late to the party, actually. Probably could have mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. So, Ryan Fraser, Bournemouth, been with the club since 2013. Obviously, made it very clear he wanted to move last summer, and nothing really materialised out of that because in 2018 19 season, he had a cracking season 14 assists seven goals remember we had him in our fancy football team it was a little dream so his contract was due and obviously now has expired on the 30th of june and i suppose my little rant is the fact that he rejected a short-term contract extension to help bournemouth in their fight for survival like he what was what's his reasons behind that mainly because he doesn't get injured right
1: yeah it's poor though it's pure spirit i think
0: i think you're a team player you get extra pitch time. You know, obviously he didn't want to get injured in case he gets a move. I think he's looking at maybe Tottenham or Man U.
1: Well, he's been there a few years. So it's not like he's just flitted in and out. He's uh-huh. been, you know, he's, he's been very uh, loyal to them over a number of years. So why not do it for another couple of weeks? I don't exactly.
0: Know. I'm sure Eddie Howard would have been like, look, five more matches or however many it was. And then you can go. But he was obviously too worried. And very interestingly enough... Simon Francis, Sermon, Boric, Daniels, they all agreed short-term contract extensions. They all thought they'd put in a shift for Bournemouth and um, Ryan Fraser's not having it. So, Pira. gosh, you imagine the Bournemouth supporters will be a bit livid, wouldn't
1: they? Well, that's a shame, isn't it, really? I think Eddie Howe should have had a bit more persuasive skills on that, though.
0: Yeah, it might come around to bite them a little bit, what with the position that Bournemouth are in at the moment. Saying that, he's not had a good season overall, Ryan Fraser. He's not been like he was in 2018-19. He might not get a big club, sign him in the end. Mm. but um we'll see how it goes but yeah i think it's a bit of a poor show really
1: and then on to the championships i'll do a quick whiz through actually midweek and weekends one of the ones to watch i remember saying luton barnsley what you don't want there is a draw well it was a draw 1-1 didn't lp the team really both of them still playing you know still position the bottom two places so last thing they wanted Derby, we've talked about Derby coming up the last few weeks, giving it a good old push, but they seem to have lost the mojo a bit. West Brom beat them 2-0 midweek, and then Leeds had a brilliant win, 5-0 at home to Stoke. Stoke, a bit of a shocker, really, no shots on target. Leeds had 71% possession okay. and five different goal scorers, so a real great win for Leeds midweek. Then the weekend, focused on the bottom. Luton had a good win at Huddersfield. Again, two shots on target, two goals, Bradley and Lee. Huddersfield getting dragged into it now. Huddersfield are um, only two points off the bottom. One one out of the last five. Starting to look a bit dodgy, actually, Huddersfield. And Luton, three points behind Huddersfield and two points off the drop now. So um, Luton could just about squeeze out of there, actually. Another team getting dragged into it, Charlton. They're only, uh, they've lost the last three. Lost at home to Reading, uh, 1-0. So Lee Boyer's team, they're looking a bit dodgy at the bottom. So the bottom's really interesting. Only three points between Barnsley and the relegation places, Charlton. Uh, Middlesbrough still down there. Birmingham could get dragged in. Stoke won on Sunday, otherwise they'd be getting dragged into it. They were desperate for a win after the shocking performance at Leeds. So the bottom's looking interesting, but the top two, West Brom. Leeds, absolutely. One at Swansea, late goal from an 1-0, following that 5-0 win over Stoke, playing some brilliant football absolutely going up 16 years out of the top division so i think it'll be brilliant for everybody to see leeds back in that league they'll once the crowds once are allowed to get back into football grounds they'll fill every ground they'll bring some style to the league i think they'll i think they'll do well i think they'll finish top half of the table definitely they're a good young team leeds very good uh, and then brentford are the ones who really. brentford are really chasing down west brom Brentford are on a roll, seven wins in a row, beat Derby, again Derby one of the contenders, another another defeat for Derby, 3-1, 17 shots, six on goal, 56% possession, Brentford are absolutely flying, they've not been in the uh, top division since 1946-47, seven wins in a row, just three points behind West Brom with a better goal difference, 10 goals, better goal difference, so uh, exciting stuff for Brentford, what a great team at the moment.
0: Like at this point of the season where obviously under the circumstances and squeezing all the matches, they're playing two matches a week. A lot of it's surely got to be down to squad size and squad rotation and the players that they've got on the bench. I presume teams like Leeds, West Brom, they'll probably have, like you say, a fuller squad and able to rotate their players in a little bit more. Whereas some teams, like the ones struggling at the bottom... I mean, they're going to have to rotate the squad a lot when they're doing two players, uh, two games a week.
1: Yeah, they said they since have had a good squad. they the one thing they've got leads. They should have a bit of cash because they, I mean, they'll fill Ellen Road every week. There's thirty odd thousand. They'll fill it every week in the Premier League. That's for sure.
0: Right, we're going to have a couple more rants. What are you going to have a little chat about? What's Annoying you this week?
1: Annoying me. Well, Norwich. I mean, everybody's sort of likes Norwich, and nobody's got a bad word to say for them. And Daniel Farke is really good, and they've Mm. stuck by him, and the players have stuck by him, and isn't that all very nice? But um, yesterday sort of summed it up for me with the last match before they got relegated, desperately needing a win, one nil down, and then in comes a drinks break, drinks and tactical break, as they started to call it. (laughs) Chance to have some tactic talk. They're only one nil down. Against West Ham and you think, come on, Daniel, give him a good old pep talk. And all he does is sit on the bench and watch him have the <laughs> drinks. I mean, it's shocking, yeah. really. Get off your backside, go over there and try and motivate your players. So, I don't know. I mean, Why if wouldn't I, was, he? I don't know. If I was the chairman, I'd be taking him to one side and sorting him out. But it is, it's just bizarre that whether he thought that would make a point, I don't know, but... Make a bit more of a point if he got up there and yeah. you know, got motivated. Maybe very, thought, very strange.
0: Maybe that thought it was up to the captain.
1: Well, I'm not sure about that. Very, very strange. But um, Maybe
0: he himself was on a little drinks break, having a little rest. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense. Not a good decision. Um, and as a fan, if you're watching that on TV, you'd be livid watching your manager sit well, on the bench. Uh,
1: yeah, I think you probably would.
0: Yeah. I mean, the commentators notice it. My final rant, a bit of a weird one, well, kind of, I'm surprised that there's the lack of goal celebrations that's going on right now. Obviously, there's no crowd in there. So when people score a goal, they kind of naturally will go towards the crowd or do something with the crowd, interact with them. Players seem to score and not just cluelessly into empty stadiums. There's no creativity. I'm thinking they've got some time, they're doing lots of matches, and now's the opportunity to practice some good goal celebrations. So, yeah, they've got no way fans to give you stick. At the moment, they're just... Everyone's scoring, and then they do look a little bit lost. Do you reckon they just feed off a crowd when they score?
1: Probably, yeah, I'm sure they do, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I would say that I'd love to see Crouch's robot come back. And maybe they feel like a bit of an idiot if they're celebrating with no crowd.
1: I'm not sure he's playing, is he, Crouch?
0: <laughs> no, I know, but he'd still bring out the robot if he was to play.
1: Well, I suppose so, yeah.
0: Um, and, you know, give fans on TV screens something to cheer about. Give us some entertainment. We're we'll all listening to some background noise of cheering. Well, I am anyway, and it'd be nice to see a good celebration going on. Instead of just like a fist pump. I don't know. I'm just calling for a little bit more entertainment, to be honest. So. And it's away from VAR, because that's all I seem to rant about these days.
1: Yeah, it's a week without VAR. No, I nearly did mention
0: it. it yeah. I nearly did. I nearly did.
1: <laughs>
0: right, Barn of the Week. Go on, you go first. I don't know who you... Oh, do I know? I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, no, I've picked uh, somebody who's on the championship show, actually on the television, watching the highlights of the uh, championship show. And this ex-player... Played for England eight times. Played for Watford, Sunderland, Southampton, Aston Villa, West right. Brom, Birmingham, Blackpool, Palace, and Leicester. <laughs> Scored a few goals in his in his times. Kevin Phillips, <laughs> uh, who's he? I don't know. He, I didn't think he had much hair, but it seems to. He's uh, grown. He's certainly uh, barely recognisable with his bonnet this week. And I mm-hmm. think the other thing was I, I, he had a brilliant saying which I wanted to capture, which was when he was watching, I think it was the West Brom Blackburn match, actually, he said his heart was in his hand. <laughs> now, I'm not quite sure that's a saying, his heart's in his hand. No, but no, anyway, no. his heart was in his hand. So, <laughs> very strange, Kevin.
0: That's probably one of the most random Barnets of the week ever, I well, would say.
1: Well, random, but a random saying, <laughs> his heart was in his hand.
0: Um, well, my Barnet of the Week's maybe a little bit more impressive, not going to lie. So, I've gone for, he had a bit of a disappointing day, as a team Everton did, losing 3-0 to Wolves on Sunday. Dominic Calvert Lewin. I kind of been keeping tabs on his barnet, thinking this is going somewhere. It's had the Alice band in, it's been growing during lockdown. And all of a sudden, I was very surprised and quite happy to see he'd gone for a top knot. Have I taught you now what top knot means? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah? what's a top knot then? He's,
1: he's got a bit of elastic band up there.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, he's got a little like bobble on top of his head. A little bun, we call it. A little top bun. Um, slight frizz ball going around it. Yeah, I like the fact he ditched the Alice band and went for the old top knot. Seem to be a lot of players that do it these days and I'm keeping an eye on Calvert-Lewin's hair. It's, it's doing something quite fantastic at the moment. Maybe not as much on the pitch as should be, but um, the hair's looking great. <laughs> Ones to watch for, well, I've got some midweek matches. Obviously, there's loads of football being crammed in. Um, should I kick off first for ones to watch? Yep. All right. So, Wednesday, 8 pm, big match Arsenal against Liverpool. Obviously, Liverpool, I didn't mention the fact they drew to Burnley, so that means was the home record's now gone. They won every match at home, was it?
1: That's right, they had done, yeah.
0: Yeah, so um, that was a great draw for Burnley. But uh, yeah, like I said, Arsenal versus Liverpool, last time they played each other was back in August, so a lot of change for Arsenal, new manager. And um, so that was 3-1 to Liverpool back then. You'd like to think it'd be a much tighter affair, but it could go either way, to be honest. Liverpool still... Almost still celebrating the fact they're champions and not quite playing as well as they should be at the moment. So, oh, well, what do you reckon? Arsenal-Liverpool, what do you think?
1: Uh, uh, It's at Emirates, is it? Yeah. I think Arsenal will win that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do, yeah.
0: Maybe sit on the fence and go for a draw. 1-1. And then I teed it up earlier. We've got on Thursday night, 6pm, Everton versus Villa. So like I said, Everton lost obviously towards 3-0. Villa finally got a win against Palace. And uh, Everton haven't won in the last three matches. So this is a must win for Aston Villa really. And I think it was Jamie Redknapp said if there's two teams we'll be playing right now, it would be Crystal Palace and Everton based on their form. So yeah, this is a time for Aston Villa if they want to try and turn it around. So those were my two ones to watch for this week.
1: And my ones to watch, I have got some of the championship fixtures. So, Tuesday, West Brom, Fulham. Uh, so, West Brom needs to keep on winning to keep Brentford off the tail. Mm. And Fulham are far off as well. Fulham, are, they're, in a, well, they're definitely in a playoff place, I'm sure of that. So, they'll go there desperate for points as well. There's a couple of Yorkshire derbies. I think Leeds, Barnsley. Obviously, top versus bottom. So, if Leeds win that, looks like probably they could be promoted and Sheffield Wednesday, Huddersfield Tuesday, again another Yorkshire derby and Huddersfield, Sheffield Wednesday actually on good form and Huddersfield they need a win so yeah that's going to be really interesting. Another one of course on Monday you've got the League 1 playoff final, Oxford versus Wickham, empty stadium unfortunately. They've played each other once, the last match wasn't played because of the the lockdown but uh, Oxford won 1-0. I guess you'd say it's probably a fair final because they were third and fourth So quite often you get teams sneaking up sixth and sneaking in, but they were the third and fourth best teams in that league. Oxford won the last five matches, so hmm, who knows? You, You might just fancy Oxford, but that'll be really interesting. So definitely one to watch League One playoff final, oxford Wickham.
0: Right, that's it for this week. We've had some expertise, goalkeeping advice from you, Dad, that... When you next face a penalty, just, just, turn, you back. <laughs> and just, just turn you back and stand. Turn you middle. back and stand there and get a smack. So yeah, we'll be back next week. We've not got too many more podcasts left. We're going to have a little break once this season ends. So Not that it'll be for that long. But like I said, we'll be back next week and we will see you then.